0: Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan.
1: These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book
2: girls! How does a pill look orgy-like? You girls stuck are just together.
3: It's a roofie. She's really roofie in her
1: right now. Your minds are just as it's an orgy pill. As
2: mine. <laughs> Three
3: stuck together on They're, top of each other.
1: I think that's why we all get along so
3: well. <laughs> There's a reason why she wanted me to come to her house the, today. The by depth, myself. <laughs> the depth and width of the filth Bow, is comparable. I wondered why she put her pineapple by back out front.
0: Okay. Oh so well, I,
1: you know, I, we could I, we could be swingers with Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife now, you know, because that's he likes no that's his thing. Path. He he likes to watch. Well, she get, personally, I heard one of the other guys say something about that's not the whole story. I'm kind of thinking Jerry Falwell Jr. plays for the other team as well.
3: Do you know that could was you? one of the questions on um, the dating app? That I'm on. Do you play for the other team? No. Would you have (laughs) sex and let somebody watch? Would you have sex at a sex shop while other people watched? At a sex shop? Yeah, that's what what it said. (laughs) (laughs) These are the questions that get me in trouble, and I go down into the dark web of OK Cupid. Oh, this is OK Cupid, not Bumble. No, not Bumble.
0: Bonnie, what kind of twisted? No.
3: And see, then I start answering questions like that. And then I get the freaky people. Not that I would say yes to that question. But then I get the weird freaky people. I mean, it depends. Am I like in Sweden where I'm not going to know any of these people ever again in my life? Why 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 say Sweden?
1: It should be um, in Holland. In Holland. Thank you. Okay. Because, you know, Sweden. Amsterdam is a place where you can go. Amsterdam, And yes. it's all yeah. the freaky stuff on display in the window. That place is on my bucket list.
0: <laughs> because I see me the some, sex
1: shops? I want to see me some freaky stuff in
3: my lifetime. Come on. I mean, if I get
1: and a I passport.
0: world-famous red light district.
3: I mean, I'd go. There,
0: g- my aunt and uncle walked down the red light district in Amsterdam, like, in... At like noon on a Tuesday, when they were there, just to say they've walked down that street.
3: If right? I walk down the red the red light district, I do not want to be thinking of your parents. Yeah, Megan,
1: mm-hmm. way to bring saying, the room like, down.
0: It's not, it, it's not an uncommon place that people go. Besides, I don't have daddy
3: fetishes. Besides, Megan's parents are about my age
1: anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is it like super kinky at noon? In the middle of the I think day? you can pick your kink, man. You never mom, know.
0: she was actually like surprised how covered the women were in uh, the you like,
3: never had she- you a nooner come on now never take a in the long district, lunch you're like having
0: a sandwich and
2: all of a sudden like people are sticking yeah, no. things through their holes and
3: <laughs> guys no, have you not, ever been to new orleans to my... it's entertainment
2: new no. orleans
3: people
1: are like taking I'm off sad. their clothes and waving their bits around in public and doing each other up against the wall of course it usually is nighttime when they're doing that book. i was
0: like that's like mardi gras like when i went like my favorite time of day in New Orleans was like at 8 a.m. when everybody in the world was still asleep. And it was just like you and like the bartender sweeping all the muck out of the bar from the night before. Cause everybody just went home. Like it was so quiet in the French Quarter. It was, and you could go and get your beignet and like be calm and not have like a hundred million people trying to go into uh, the cafe Dumont and get a beignet. Cause no one else was awake. Cause they all just went home five minutes ago.
3: you
1: know that whole the whole Mm. thing keith you have sparked some incredible conversations between bonnie and i after my goal after learning about the existence of romance novels (laughs) featuring sentient vegetables (laughs) we began to speculate
3: then about (laughs) how you could multitask while enjoying your fruit in different ways fruit not vegetables not the vegetables we're thinking outside the box uh i was gonna
1: say literally we, outside the
3: box here um, why are we
2: hating against the vegetables no, no no
1: the
3: vegetables are good but when when do you need to mash a vegetable to make a bread
1: she was thinking you uh, could you could you i know, mean you the gray, banana you
3: grate zucchini so if you're grating some zucchini and you're you've got problems that's ouch <laughs> yeah it's like, uh maybe you need to do something about that scabbage.
1: Gross! <laughs> oh my god that's disgusting but Wait, you could make banana post. bread if you see the bananas are already in a little skin you know so if you're if you're practicing your kegels you can make banana bread at the same time
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: megan's
1: completely covered up in her blanket if you
2: took your beaver your pet beaver And you had him do it then you wouldn't even need to buy vanilla you would have that imitation stuff already what's up oh my god look at this
1: really (laughs) it's just braids you can take it out oh my god take it (laughs) out make it go away oh no
0: flip
3: them around (laughs) do you
1: see what he did to his hair
0: i do
1: go go hold it in front of the camera so they can see it
0: oh my god that took yeah, way much time
2: yes we're talking about braided hair not <laughs> flipping anything else around uh. <laughs> come here let me hug you properly freaking
0: hippie that's you. why i went to go get a haircut so i wouldn't look like a hippie
1: but that didn't help <laughs> You are eventually going to take that out, right? Yeah,
0: it's going to come out. <laughs> it's only like a week.
3: Okay, not even. You, I paid it was $20. like. She okay.
0: Was cute. I was going <laughs> to say you shouldn't have paid it. for that.
3: You should have paid for it in
1: trade. You know how
0: much the, I sat there for four hours. No, I'm talking about some trade. Yeah, but
3: twenty dollars for four hours. it's only five dollars an hour. Well,
0: her boyfriend came home. Oh, oh shit! I hate it. it when the boyfriend
3: so, comes home.
1: Yeah. He used, used block.
0: airpods though. Yeah.
1: You're going to have to let me take your picture while that's in. Because you do look like a fucking hippie.
3: No, he looks like a pirate. If
1: it was hippie, it looks would like be a like a pirate.
0: Threads. It wouldn't be braids. He needs to your posana. hair
1: wouldn't do that anyway,
3: because your hair isn't.
1: Yeah. You don't need a perm.
3: Your hair's already curly. Oof. Tyler's got enough hair that he could probably give you half and. You yeah. look just like him, and he would look exactly like same.
1: Tyler could do dreads. You can't. Your hair's too thin. Tyler's got so much hair. I love you, baby. I love
0: you,
1: too. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Fucking hippie. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you're... Now, say say what you're going to say about the beaver again.
2: Keith. So no. if you give the oh. beaver the banana... Okay. Then you wouldn't even have so to you, add the banana. So vanilla. you give the banana to the beaver, okay, and then what comes out is like already vanilla flavored or extracted oh, right oh
1: so you save lots of, of course the the beaver isn't really going to benefit from the kegel exercises that you would do well, if it you were doing kegel cuz we... it's
3: beaver ass not yeah that's true
1: oh
0: sheesh yeah yeah no, 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 no. That's, that wouldn't that's work that's weird
3: no
1: i can't <laughs> this eat some
0: conversations weird that's the <laughs>
3: part where we draw the line i draw the line at beaver shit yeah
0: <laughs> i'll
3: do the anal glands but not the poo yeah that's that's yeah okay that's gross now
2: ah another podcast my children shouldn't listen to Ah.
3: and i'm pretty sure that um that would be some kind of animal abuse yeah we don't want PETA
1: calling us up or, or the ASPCA Save the know. beavers.
3: The
0: beaver might, be, the beaver might be
3: into it. <laughs> we can make shirts. <laughs>
2: Save, Save the, the beavers.
0: beavers. <laughs> oh, good uh. good. But when you're talking about uh fruits and veggies, it made me think of Harry Styles' new song, Watermelon Sugar.
1: Watermelon Sugar. Yeah.
0: Oh, because it's about exactly what we were talking about.
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Why would you write a song about it? Believe me,
1: there's some songwriting that's going on out there that's very questionable.
2: I'm sorry, but why would you choose a watermelon? I would think, like, a honeydew or a cantaloupe would be so much better.
3: Are we talking, like, for them to insert or for it to be inserted?
0: Neither. It's a metaphor for other things oh so i'm
2: sorry i was thinking an american pie so like, think went, about yeah how that's how what, what i'm
0: th-
3: well yeah but you know on um what's that freaking uh good luck chuck the dude uses a a grapefruit ew he you know pokes the hole in the grapefruit he must um, have an awfully so- small
1: and then you know, he, he says he's
0: talking about like think about what you look like eating a water like slice of watermelon
3: oh lovely okay then
2: I
0: would hope you wouldn't what eat do you
3: look, this as much what do you look like when you she <laughs> I don't get it Ah. Bonnie <laughs> I don't eat no, watermelon don't eat your teeth. That, like... that hurts I don't, I don't it's all right, eat it's alright Water- Bonnie you're probably not going to eat them that do.
0: way
1: a big old slice of watermelon <laughs> i don't eat watermelon oh, like that then you voices. get it like all no, over guy, your guys do they eat some watermelon mm.
3: yeah oh, wow, 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 wow.
2: man <laughs> is to guy is to watermelon as girl is to banana
3: so are you saying that she's a ginger
2: <laughs> all those little 12 year olds are listening that song too yeah well, well they don't know what it means well
0: <laughs> think all the shit we listened to growing up and now as an adult you hear it yeah. you're like
2: yeah
1: yeah i do i yeah. do it all the time and i'm like oh there, my gosh there's a bunch of really raunchy songs out there of course oh,
0: oh. yeah uh shona g and her <laughs> wine induced googling last night uh, these bitches Google. talked
1: until like 10 o'clock last night Dang. i had to leave the the computer up and running to let them do their own thing because i was starving i was like you guys can keep talking if you want but i have to go eat <laughs>
0: But yeah, she, she Googled things about vegetables. Oh, right. I, and, uh, she got some interesting search results. <laughs>
2: I tried to explain. You can't look up sentient vegetables online. You have to go to Kindle and look up Chuck Tingle, the author, who's now going to make a bazillion dollars because I keep talking about them can't
1: they,
3: even get the books free anymore
2: they play for now the they, other
1: team though so it's not as big of a draw for
3: us well i'm just saying that this unless is that's a, your
1: thing which is perfectly fine this isn't is. the
3: first time that i've heard about vegetables being used in this manner i've never personally but sentient done it. vegetables though but these vegetables are alive and they have faces you read enough weird books weird things happen i mean i'm just saying i'm
2: still that trying one to decide of if, you know short stories that i had. Then vegetables. I think dinosaurs would be more But painful. it's the same
3: guy who
2: is. Dinosaurs
3: are big. That would
1: be. right. This
2: is what I'm saying.
1: But Impossible. dinosaurs would
2: be.
3: It's the same guy who writes about both. Yeah. It's the same guy. He just likes to have sex with unusual things. He does. He looks at something and says. Hmm,
0: I could have sex
2: with that. wonder where I could stick that. And I feel like pounds me hard is always in the title sentient vegetables pound me hard weird dinosaur pounds me h- like i'm like get a new <laughs> t rex pounds me hard <laughs> these are actual books that we're talking
1: about you need to start oh, actual yeah.
3: books putting Shut that at the end of your uh, fortune cookies instead in bed oh pounds me hard i there like you that you will soon be on an adventure that pounds you hard <laughs> <laughs>
2: You will become a millionaire. That pounds you hard. <laughs> I really missed my I, I missed my chance because they used to be, they all used to be on Kindle Unlimited and now you have to pay money. And I mean, it would have been cute to read one of them just to see what the writing was like, but I'm not paying $3.99 for that. I mean, I'll pay $3.99 for, um, oh nuts. What's the book, Megan? Your daddy will do.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Weird that well, that was one of the things we were talking about on the now call we're... last night. She's now
1: we're backing someone...
3: issues to the day.
1: That was issues. one of the books.
0: It's look. That was book, Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Carolina was all about that. Yeah, baby. Like erotica last night on the call. We
0: all thought we misheard her, but we did not. Sometimes
2: the accent has an advantage. <laughs> she reads a lot of the same books that I do. I just had a feeling she had it in her. Yeah well
1: she has it in fuck. her now that's for sure After- <laughs> it pounds me hard no. <laughs> that's Baby gonna be Daddy our new catch gentle. that's gonna be our new catchphrase now
0: Woo-hoo. Me hard. three book girls yeah. pounds me hard <laughs> <laughs> no on that
1: one. Megan's
0: not on board
1: oh uh, but you know what Rachel would like it yeah Rachel <laughs> would like it Jessica would not like that now <laughs> can we do a little book segue now <laughs> wait I don't
0: know. we're
2: talking about books my bad okay. yeah yeah now <laughs> you, know,
0: we, you know we do that sometimes on a book podcast we uh, do only get-
2: sometimes though although Always I sometimes. mean technically some of these were titles just-
0: that's true yeah
1: we were, were talking about books we just very very talking true. about really strange
2: and disgusting books. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, for kind of staying on course.
3: I wish yeah. I could remember that short story book that I read that had, it was like paranormal erotica, I think is what it was oh, called. And it was short stories. I remember and that. And there was one that the guy had two penises and the penises like had minds of their own and did their own things. So like sex was interesting. Mm.
0: Why, but what, what made it apparent?
3: Was he a ghost? Well, she had to go through a portal to an alternate dimension, and that's there. To get where, two penises that To get to the guy had who minds Had minds of their own. Had, yeah, penises with minds of their own. The only bad thing about that short story, though, is that then her dad found the hole, and then you were reading about her dad having sex with alternate universe females, and that... It got a little gross then. Cause There's
1: something about when you put your dad in the mix. It just ruins everything. Well, because
3: when it, when you start yep. talking about somebody's dad in an erotic novel, then you start thinking about your dad and the mood's lost. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yep. It's when just I think of my same. dad, I want to think of World War Two novels, not <laughs> penises okay. with
1: minds not of their own. The
0: right. No.
1: That's a good thing. That means that you're a healthy individual. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. With a normal
3: father-daughter relationship <laughs> instead
1: of something totally twisted.
3: Speaking of how I reread books. Yeah, I'm oh. rereading the Pillars of the Earth series, you know. <laughs> and the second book is about the Black Plague. Oh, now this was fascinating. Listen to this. And okay. I'm I'm reading this and like the attitudes of the monks and the priests and everything about the black plague, like reminds me of like what's happening. What's happening in America right now? Because like they're saying that wearing masks doesn't really help. That God that's a, will protect that me. God will protect you, and and you should you shouldn't stay at home to stay away from people. You should go to church and pray for your soul. That's what you know, they that said during so the well. fucking
1: black plague, people. Yeah,
3: and, and so I'm why I'm reading this. Died because people are saying that now yep
0: yeah i would really because like we to don't learn eon since the black plague that humanity would have learned but what year not. was that
3: vonny at uh, 13 like 1340 guys yeah, so like 13 we're living in the past
1: we're living in 1340 when it comes to people's, people's attitudes
3: yeah think of all the technological
1: advances book. that we've had over time yeah.
3: and washing hands they think that they think that wearing masks and washing hands is the muslims do it so they think that it's an unholy practice
2: honestly if i even remotely thought it would keep me from getting the black plague i'd like hop on my foot eight times every morning i mean do you see all the people on facebook who are like oh this probably isn't true but if i share this i might win a car so better safe than sorry but But will they wear a mask wear a
0: but you know what I really need to know? If there's going to be a children's song written about the yeah. corona like there is about the plague. Let's right.
1: get on that. Let's write a children's song about the corona. I, know, like, the corona.
0: I, I feel like Ring Around the Rosie is such an iconic, dark song. I don't know if you can really like... Can well, a
3: lot it. of the songs, a lot of the children's songs are dark like that. You have Ring Around the Rosie's are about the black plague. You know, yep. Peace Porridge Hot, Peace porch Cold. Have you heard that song? He's porridge in yeah. the pot, nine days old. Yeah. Well, they actually did that. They always had a pot of porridge that they added stuff to it every day, and that's what they ate. So there's sometimes that the stuff on the bottom was over a week old. So and they're probably mixing, got some salmonella going. They're mixing all of this Botulism. old nasty. Well, they always kept it over the fire. So still, but I mean, you're eating stuff that's been cooking on the fire for a week.
0: Yeah. mixed
3: in with your fresh stuff
0: but see, Look this at is ba- where the, the, what amazes me is that the oral history like we had like yes, you obviously have books and stuff but just the, like the pervasiveness of Ring Around the Rosie as a song since like whenever it was written like that just amazes me from a history perspective like
2: do you, you all know what the most popular children's song is right now it's about a family of sharks please don't sing it I saw that there's I'm even
1: macaroni. And, there's even macaroni and cheese. Is but that still the...
2: popular? It was popular like oh, a yeah. long time it's, ago. it's, it's so, it's so popular. popular. They have Christmas versions. Oh, Christ, they have I'm every. And shirt. you know, in the original song, it's all about like the limbs that they lose. It's like lost a leg. Oh, <laughs> da, 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 da.
3: <laughs> I didn't even know that was part of the song. I mean, my my child's twenty two The human so. loses the limb yeah like oh so the sharks the like eating the people yes yeah. it says
0: the you, shark family a, eats you yeah oh. you used to like oh, put lovely. your arm and like, be like lost in arm ah! like swim so, away to stop, CPR. stop stop
3: <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like um it's kind of like a the hokey pokey but a shark version instead uh-huh. of putting one arm in and putting one arm out you lose one arm yeah
1: yeah it's sort of like and swim
3: in a circle Monty
1: Python Monty Python and the Holy Grail yes. the, the black knight
3: that part was so funny I can still fight you with one arm come back here you coward it's a, it's a flesh wound it's a scratch, it's a scratch. <laughs> It's no wonder that our whole generation's so fucked up. <laughs> look yeah. at the songs that we used to listen Jack and Jill rode down the hill. Well, guys, yep. look at the fairy tales we grew up on.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Hans, well,
1: yeah, Hans, Hans right, Christian right. Andersen, yeah. the Grim, the, Brothers Grimm. the Brothers Grimm. I mean, that was some dark shit. Yeah, kind well, of. And
0: did you know the you, the American version of A Ground the Rosie and the European and Everywhere Else version is different? We say ashes, ashes, we all fall down. And they say, a tissue, a tissue, you all fall down.
1: Yeah, Fonny's a freaking vector of disease I'm a, over here. I'm a super spreader. It's my superpower. No, not. We were in super the car spreader. together yesterday, and, and then right after that, she gets back to work and she goes, shit.
3: Somebody at work has corona. No. Somebody so in my we office spent, has corona. We already
1: spent an hour together yesterday, so that's why Megan is on Zoom honey what are you reviewing okay i hope my husband never hears this podcast
3: (laughs) speaking of strong female roles i read (laughs) another book that about female spies this was like that whole little section of like spy novels that i don't know why i read she's got
1: a clump of female spy novels yeah
3: you know, I get into a niche, and I just kind of stay there for a little bit until I'm just so sick of it that I'm like, I can't do it anymore. And this one's called The Lost Girls of Paris by Pam Jenoff. And this was just an okay book. I mean, it, it read really good. It read really quick. It was interesting enough to, you know, I didn't want to quit the book. But it wasn't memorable, mm. if that makes sense. Because... Yeah. The details of this book kinda got like mixed up with like other ones. It just wasn't the characters weren't extremely strong characters. So I mean, but it was a pretty good book. I mean, I enjoyed it while I was reading it, just forgot about it afterwards. Like some things that I've
0: had. had, had <laughs> do you think if you had not read seventy five spy novels in a row that maybe you would have See, had that it. happens
1: yep. to me when I'm reading detective novels. yeah Yeah. I read a lot of detective novels
3: so none of them really stand out yeah but there's some that would still stand out even if like Mm -hmm. um, Cuckoo's Calling true I don't care how many detective novels that I had read before that as soon as I read about what was his name Cormoran Strike Cormoran Strike I would have remembered him
0: the book's on my shelf. It's it's literally looking at me right now, being like, "Are you ever going to read me?" You should
3: read it. It's I don't even like detective novels, and I loved it and read all three of them.
0: Yeah, I've heard it it's was good. awesome. It's it was awesome sitting there right
3: now. But this book, let me get back to my book before we forget what I'm doing. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> before we forget what you're doing.
3: <laughs> yes, I meant to say we. Okay, <laughs> this book starts out in 1946 in Manhattan. There's a girl, and I can't remember what her name is. I think her name is Grace. She finds a suitcase underneath a bench. And it's kind of out of place. And she trips over it a little bit. And so she turns around and looks. And then she's kind of curious about this old-fashioned looking suitcase. It's just sitting there with nobody around. So she picks it up and opens it. Pandora's box. To see what's in it. And... It's just like the normal stuff. But one of the things that's in it is a stack of pictures like of of these women. There's 12 pictures of these women and she doesn't know who these women are, but they intrigue her. She kind of wants to know what the story is. So she puts the suitcase back underneath the bench, but she keeps the pictures and then she goes on off to work and everything else. And, you know, life happens. But she kind of tries to like do some research to find out. Like what these pictures are, because there's names on the pictures. Like there's the women's names are on the pictures too. And this is one of those books that kind of has two timelines. So you have um, Grace in 1946 who finds these pictures and is trying to find out the story of these women, and then it goes back to during World War II and about a woman named Eleanor Trigg who's the leader of a network of female secret agents who are sent out of london into paris like to operate like radios because this is you know germans occupied um, paris by this point and you know any kind of correspondence is forbidden i mean people can't you know use the radio you can't like everything's censored and so on and so forth so they're going up and setting up these radios to keep in contact to try to help sabotage like german planes and like airports and stuff like that and just to make things tough for them and to help the allies go in and defeat them and uh of course you know things go wrong and all of these 12 women disappear and it's a mystery to what happens to them so then this girl in 1946, Grace, is trying to find out what happened to all these women. So that's what the book is about. And like I said, it was an okay book, but it just wasn't very memorable. I mean, I liked the characters, they just weren't they just weren't strong characters, I guess. I don't See, now I'm fixated on the damn suitcase. Well, there's more to the story of the suitcase, and you find because out... Because if you
1: take something out of the suitcase, but you don't know where the suitcase came from, that's half
3: the fucking mystery right there. Well, right, and she actually goes back to try to put the pictures back into the suitcase because then she feels guilty for taking stuff out of this suitcase of somebody who she doesn't know who it belongs to, but then the suitcase is gone. So then she tries to go to Lost and Found to see if the suitcase was turned in, and the two, the suitcase has not been turned in, and it's just... I don't
0: know. That's interesting. I think I think if you had not read like 29 spy novels, you maybe would have liked it better.
3: Well, the book that I read right before that was such a good book that I think yeah. that's probably why. And so, right. and I don't know if anybody else has done this, but when you read a really book good book and you have almost like a little bit of a book hangover, then you try yep. to read something else that's not up to par with the book that you just finished. You're just like, I just it doesn't register in your brain as much
0: no i agree yep. i'll this. agree
3: yeah yeah
1: that's happened to me before
3: so
0: i try to pick something like brain candy like to read when i'm in a book hangover. over yeah
3: yeah and i do sometimes but this one i just you know it was going to expire at the library so i had to get it read and sometimes it's all about timing
1: agreed right.
3: and my timing usually sucks that was called uh, The Lost Girls of Paris by Pam
0: Jenoff. Keith up. I think Keith, right? Yep. I think it's Keith. Yeah. Sure.
2: So the book I read is called "Romantically Mantically Challenged by Marina Adair. And it was actually set, a copy of it was sent to three book girls from Kensington Publishing Company. So that was really awesome of them. And I love this book. It was it was, it was really, good. really good. Oh, I gave it five stars. Ooh. Um
3: when I read the description it sounded like it was good. It just sounded too romantic. It, and you're it, just the romance person, so I thought that you would is, enjoy it better than I would.
2: Yes, and it is a romance, but um it's one of those it's one of those romance that has layers that I real I really, really like. So Okay, are you ready, Megan? Ready. Don't get sad. Oh no. Uh oh. <laughs>
0: She got so sad so, the last time
2: you were on the podcast. <laughs> I need to say that this book starts out and it's it's kind of it's kind of tough. So the main character, her name is Anne, she's Vietnamese. Uh everyone calls her Annie. So Annie is in a new town. She's in Rome, Rhode Island, why it's and that's why it's Rome with an E, mantically challenged, which I is like cute. It. So she's in Rome, Rhode Island. She has just come to this new town. She's a physician's assistant. And the doctor she's working for found her a place to live and everything. And she left the town her hometown because she had a fiance. And she is she's this really uh, in tune with her feelings. She's really nice. She is kind of like the Dr. Phil of for men. So she says at some point that. She has all these relationships with all these guys who are messed up, and then she works them through their issues, and then they kind of leave her and find their true loves right after. Oh. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happens with her fiancé. Oh. So he leaves her in a text message. <gasps> oh, uh-huh. Oh. A month, and they've already put down deposits and everything. That's unbelievable. Oh, oh. It gets so much worse.
0: Oh, no.
2: (laughs) He has a new fiance a month later, (gasps) she finds out in an Instagram post. (gasps) She and he were going to get married on her grandmother and grandfather's anniversary. And she was going to wear her grandmother's dress. So the book opens and she's trying on the dress, which has already been altered for her. It does not fit her. Because it was altered for the new fiance. <gasps> no! Yes. Wait, and, wait, 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 wait. Her, oh,
1: her grandmother's dress? Yes. How the freak did he get her grandmother's
3: dress to alter for somebody else?
0: don't know. in the same small town.
3: Yes. Either that and, or he was seeing both of them at the same
2: time. Well, no, they weren't seeing, he wasn't seeing her at the same time, but she left. You know how sometimes brides get really into it and they have like a huge wedding binder? He lets his new fiancee see her wedding book and she decides to use everything, including the little tiny bridal boutique where she's getting her dress altered. So accidentally the dress is altered in the fiance's size Whoa. and fitting. Well, and the, bro- and the new bride, she loves the venue. So Annie has put down a $10,000 deposit for the venue. The new bride
0: loves the date. <gasps> Annie's grandmother's anniversary. Ah, this woman is the worst. So fiance.
2: It, it's mostly the fiance. The fiance doesn't say boo. So Annie's wondering where's my $10,000 deposit? She doesn't get it back because they're keeping the venue and the
0: date. Oh my god. And
2: the dude doesn't even pay her back? No. He, she calls him and is, and is saying hey, and this all happened at the very beginning. While she's trying on the poor dress that doesn't fit, she calls angry and is trying to say very and she's so nice and not incredibly assertive. She's trying to say to him, hey, I need my deposit back, and he keeps changing the subject. And then he finally says, you know what? I don't have the $10,000 now. How about after the wedding and the honeymoon and everything, I'll be able to pay you back. And what the saddest part a is that Dick? Well, the saddest part is that they're friends and he, he's still talking about how she should call his mom and, and because she misses her and all this stuff. So Annie's trying to make this clean break, but she can't because the fiance wants to be her best friend still.
3: No, no that's
0: not cut, how this cut, works.
3: Cut Annie. off ties, man. Don't even, don't even go there.
2: So poor Annie is trying on her grandmother's dress. That doesn't fit. And she's in the house in the new town. She walks into the bedroom and there's a weird guy in her bed. Ew. But she doesn't know. Mm. Is he hot though? He is hot.
0: Okay.
2: But it's like I'm having the day from hell, and now there's some dude in my bed. Like, what's going on? It's fair. So, was her it her? Doctor... <laughs> Somebody
3: called her... called her in a stripper. <laughs> 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 I know it'll cheer you up. <laughs> Forget the flowers and chocolate.
2: <laughs> Have a groomogram. Here's a groomogram for you. <laughs> yeah, she's not really in the mood. She's kind of over men right now. So, <laughs> So, this guy is the owner of the house. He is a photojournalist and he's often gone. So, the doctor friend is in charge of renting it out as an Airbnb. So, she has a six month lease, but the photojournalist doesn't know anything about it. So, he just came home and decided, I'm going to stay in this house because it's my house. Well, Annie doesn't, if she had $10,000, she could find a new place put down a deposit, all that stuff. But of course she doesn't because stupid fiance isn't going to give her money back. Mm -hmm. So now she is kind of stuck sharing this house with this guy. Now the guy is Emmett and he's hot and he is also a player. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: He has a really fascinating dynamic in this book. He's the father of a teenager. He found out he was a father when she was five years old. She already had a stepfather, and he's best friends with the uncle. So it's almost the three men and a baby kind of situation. Yeah. The mom has just recently died. So she died, I think, four months prior. And this guy, he just kind of goes off on adventures. He's a photojournalist. He takes all sorts of really dangerous assignments. The reason he is home and nobody knows he was coming home is because he was in A factory in China and he was um, investigating all these reports that it was put together with bad materials. And while he's there, the building explodes and collapses. (gasps) So he's really, really injured. Mm -hmm. All he wants to do is get the stepfather of his child, who is this doctor friend Mm -hmm. and is in charge of the Airbnb. All he wants to do is get him to sign off and say he's okay to start work again. But he's not because he's really, really messed up. And he has like, he, he got hit in the head really badly. So, and he has all sorts of problems with headaches and everything else. So the whole story, it's just layers upon layers. It's, it's finding out about Emmett. He has a child, but he doesn't really feel a part of the unit. He feels like the stepfather is dad one, and then there's the fun uncle, and where does he fit in? Which is right. one of the reasons he's constantly leaving, because he feels like he doesn't have a place, and he wants desperately to have a place in his child's life, but, and now she's a teenager. So he used to be fun dad, but, you know, teenagers. So now, she, and her mother has just died, so she, she's just acting all kind of teenager and he has no idea what's going on. So there are all sorts of different things going on. The three men trying to find a balance now that the mom is gone, because the mom was kind of the glue that held these three men together with this family. A really interesting side story, something that I just loved because I don't think enough about it. Annie, on knee, and she's called Annie because no one can pronounce her name. <laughs> And no one really tries to. Mm -hmm. She was adopted as a baby by a white couple and she's Vietnamese. So her whole life, she doesn't look like the white people that surround her in the towns. But she also, when she tries to get herself into a Vietnamese circle of women, she doesn't know the language. She doesn't know any of the culture. So So they really don't accept her. Exactly. She doesn't feel like she fits in anywhere. She doesn't really understand where her place is either. So it's a whole story about the two of them growing closer as friends, both realizing that they don't understand where they fit in to places and trying to figure out where they belong. And they just have a really hard time of it because, I mean, it would be terrible to feel like you don't fit in your own life. And um, and also Annie needs to learn how that she is deserving of things. She doesn't always have to be the nice person. She needs to learn to be assertive and to get the things that she deserves.
3: You get and her ten thousand
2: um, dollars back. That's
1: I was to do. Really. I'd be kicking Honestly. some ass to get
2: that ten thousand dollars back. Like the first twenty pages, when all these things happen to her, you just. I had to read the whole story and I was just like, oh, she needs a medal. She needs really good things to happen to her. So the whole, the whole book is just about finding your place, her getting involved in the new town. And it's just, it's a really sweet story. It was really well done. All the it makes you think about so many things about all these different relationships with people that, I don't know, a usual romance doesn't really kind of delve into.
0: right?
2: And after I finished, I actually saw a little note from the author. She adopted a Vietnamese baby and her daughter suffers from sort of the same feelings and also said to her mom that she's never really in- people like her aren't included in stories in romances. So Aww. this was kind of her mom's awesome way of putting people like her daughter in, in a romance story. stories. Aww, that That's is so cool. Just, after I read it, I was like, dude, I want to go read it two more times because I just thought that was amazing and awesome. What a good mommy. So I really, really love this book. Uh, and that was Romantically Challenged by Marina Adair. And I'm just so glad that the publishing company sent it to us so that I could read it.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, You know, I like it when things aren't cookie cutter. I mean, kind of like, you know, when you watch the British version of something and they don't have just pretty people playing all of the parts. I mean, I want people to look real. I don't want them to look like they were carved out of cream cheese.
2: Agreed. And the world is so different now. And the world is so different with so many different people. And yet we still read about the same people over Right. Over and over they're right. always exactly the same.
1: like when you reviewed that, um, the book last One time when walk. you, yes, yeah. when you were talking about how the show was always had the same type of people in it every single time. And if you look at it on our televisions,
2: mm-hmm. that's what you yeah. see. It and is. in I our love, books to
1: some extent.
2: Yes. Yeah. I love that lately there are so many different authors that are, writing about all these different kinds of relationships that we and we never got to see that before i mean it's becoming a little more mainstream so i think we need to all keep reading that kind of stuff so that people the publishing companies know that we love that yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: very nice awesome
3: i like it i mean maybe that's why i like uh Striker and Cuckoo's Calling because he, the way that they describe him Cormer and Strike Cormer and Strike he's um he's not a pretty man
1: no he's not a pretty man he's at not all a I man. think that's um
3: he he's I mean very you hear flawed. about the
1: flawed detective a lot that's really yeah. a common thing but but to hear about the the physical flaws as well as the mental flaws yeah. um makes a huge difference because. Everything, it seems like everything you read about and everything that you see, the leading man is strapping and handsome and tall, you know, and the woman is, is beautiful and slim and And has, yes, and has beautiful hair and beautiful eyes and a small button nose, unlike me. So
2: there, there are tons and tons of average people who fall in love every day but you don't ever read about that or see it in the movies, mm-hmm. and we there needs to be more of that. Agreed. Not only the perfect people fall in love, <laughs> and you know, flawed people
1: are beautiful. I like. I that's what I find beautiful about British television. Yeah, is I oh, yeah. like the flaws mm-hmm. because I'm able to let go of that person as an actor and, and s- picture them as the character in. In the show or or the character in the book, because when I'm reading a book, those I automatically go to normal in my head. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, those I'm able to look at the features or whatever of the character and go with
3: that. I don't automatically picture them as perfect. So, Megan, did you read about perfect people this week?
0: Uh, no, I read about some flawed people this week.
3: That's good. Flaws are beautiful. Bring on the flaws
0: yeah <laughs> these are more character flaws than you know but uh so this week i read girl gone viral by arvin Ahmadi. and i apologize if i did not pronounce that correctly uh, but so what i really liked about this book of course was at first the cover when i saw it and i was like i'm intrigued and it's talking about people going viral and i like this has a lot of potential uh, so we our main character her name is opal hooper and she's in high school she's 17 and she goes to like a fancy like silicon valley boarding school and this is futuristic it doesn't give a year but it's definitely in the future like i would say like 2030. 30 it, like if you could go 10 15 years in the future you'd probably be fairly close but it's not futuristic to the point where it's like a stretch, like you're right. like, yeah, this can happen sooner rather than later.
3: It's not like Jetsons,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's like...
3: <laughs> daughter Judy, Jane,
0: his wife, <laughs>
3: <laughs> his boy Elroy.
0: Yeah, we're we're not to the Jetsons. We're close though uh, to the Jetsons. Um, so she and her friends are at their boarding school and like. Silicon Valley and like the tech companies have really taken over the, the world to some extent and have hold all the power. It's a little bit kind of like ready player one where like they have the, the virtual reality and they can do all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's a contest that, um, one of the biggest temp companies, um, and I'm not sure if the company's called The Wave, but the program is called Wave. And they're running a contest for somebody to become kind of like the next big thing in virtual reality TV shows type of thing. And it's open to, I think, everybody. It might have just been high schoolers. But her dad, when she was young, was Friends with the CEO and creator of Wave. And her dad mysteriously disappears when she's young. And she's convinced that this guy knows something, took part in what happened. Like she just feels like I need to get to him to find out what happened to my dad. Is he, did he leave us? Is he dead? I need to know and I think he's the best way to get answers. So she decides to enter this contest and her friends are like, yeah, we want to get the reward money so we can pay for college. And she's like, no, I want to win and win this meet and greet with the CEO of Wave so that I can like, put him on the spot face to face and be like, what the hell do you know? Spill your guts. And she originally, they pick a friend or kind of like a popularish girl at school to be the face of their show. And they're not getting a lot of hits. Like it's not viral by any means. And the popular girl and her friends have a birthday party and they all get food poisoning, but they can't afford not to film because then they'll lose ground. It's like two weeks left in this contest. They have to have the most number of views to to win. And so they, her friends like throw her in front of the camera and they're like, do something. <laughs> so she's super tech savvy and they do have like screen like touch screen kind of sci-fi on the wall where like you kind of walk in and they're like hey like whatever you want to name your system turn on my like fancy wall of technology and show me all the things that i can touch and move and play around with and um so she and her friend have been analyzing data of people they kind of like hack in (laughs) to wave and are analyzing people's data of realizing like the computer is recording more than what people are expecting it to record
3: Ooh, mm-hmm.
0: kind of like you know when you never read the terms and the conditions and you just say uh-huh. sure facebook whatever you want like please make my ads extra creepy <laughs> so, <laughs> so i know you've hacked my phone or whatever it may be right that's kind of where she they're looking and there is a a high school age celebrity who is always on like the tabloid news things. So they start talking about her and people's reactions to her and the cameras and things are recording that, you know, you have all these internet trolls saying, Oh my God, she's this terrible person we hate her and she's trash. And like, why do we still like her? And she's such an awful person. But when they record their facial expressions, they're showing like sympathy. So they're like keyboard warriors, but like deep down inside, like they're like she's a like a human and I feel bad for her. And so when they start using this like stolen data, their show starts to take off because everybody's like, Well, what is what is my like actual feelings about what I'm seeing versus what I'm typing? So it's really kind of cool uh, on like the things that they look at, and then it makes you go like, hmm. Is, what 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 are people recording about me while I'm on on Zoom or on Facebook? Well, I'm pretty sure
1: that when I'm typing mean things, how I feel about Donald Trump, that um, they're accurate. <laughs> I'm
0: really angry when I'm typing those things. <laughs> yeah, ah, yeah, but it, yes, probably true. And there is a little bit of a political side too, because technology's taken over the world. There's that like subculture. That is like technology is evil and so after they talk about the first girl then they keep kind of going with this idea of like let's look at this no one knows they've stolen this data so there's an pre- election year happening and there's one that's quote unquote the current person right like he's all about the technology or whatever and then you have this other person who's like we need to get more traditional and have less interference with technology And it was just really interesting. There's like a whole thing that she goes on and they talk about it and the election gets a little crazy and people, things don't go the way people think they're going to go. So that was really interesting. And and she kind of gets not blamed, but blamed for the way. Not blamed, but (laughs) definitely blamed.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you like made people doubt their feelings and you pointed out this like humanity side where we want to sit around a campfire and like roast marshmallows. How dare you? i know right it's a it was so good and there's like so many twists you learn more about her father and his friend you learn more about uh the the first celebrity girl that she kind of does this game with um and that her story is not exactly as it appears to be on the computer it's not as straightforward, I guess would be the best way to say it is you think like you're watching this girl in real time and she's a mess or this is happening. And you learn a lot more about her. Um, You get a feel for kind of the fear of, of an election, which we all know very well. Oh God. Yes. Mm. I'm so,
1: I'm so fearful. I really am. I'm fearful.
0: No. Yeah. And it felt very real. Like I was like, I could not have picked a better moment to read this book because you could just identify with it and be like, yeah, like this feels very accurate (laughs) Hmm. and you get more of her, of course, you know, it's YA. So there's some romance between the friends and some heartache between friends. And so their their normalcy doesn't get lost in like kind of the big idea of her going viral of everyone wanting her opinion and her thoughts on, you know, the technology and her using this data that she has um, at her fingertips. But it just does give you kind of an interest. It makes you think twice because everyone they were like, well, how do you know? And there she's like, you know, when you check that box, you gave wave access to everything in your life that you're using. Like you just said, yeah, mm-hmm, great. Do it. And they're tracking your eye movement and they're tracking, you know, all this stuff. It's that- the future girls.
3: <laughs> Seriously, it's the future. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you mark one of those boxes when you're trying to get a new app on your phone? And you don't can even I have read access it?
1: to your camera and your address book and your telephone number and all that? Yeah, yeah. And there's and five what... pages and you don't read all of it because nope.
0: it's
2: like who reads that?
0: You scroll to the bottom and hit sure. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And so it would, It made it very fun to read because, like I said, it didn't feel so futuristic that you're like, no, this couldn't happen. You're reading it going, yeah, that could, like, happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be happening right now. Could be so,
3: 2021.
0: It could be no. 2021. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> but... <laughs> at least if anything it's 2020 probably <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was gonna say anything bizarre put that in the 2020 category
0: oh well, yeah it came out in may of last year so i don't know if it's his first novel but it was really really good i recommend it um especially if you're and she's like a strong female character like she's not just like i'm gonna let the boys run my show and just like sit back and wait for this meet and greet she's like in it and like getting things done and trying to solve stuff and i liked it a lot it was well worth the read and that was girl gone viral by arvin Madi. awesome five stars
3: sweet sweet sweet
0: ooh five stars nice. five stars
1: well i'm going to review a book that made my little nerd heart go pity pat
0: <laughs> yay
1: it's called Dr. Anarchy's Rules for World
0: Domination.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> I can't even type that in my phone because it's so long.
1: It's by Nelson Chirita. Have, any, have you seen Pinky and the Brain? Oh, I love it. Okay, mm-hmm. so just take the brain, mm-hmm. all right? For some reason, that character reminded me of Dr. Anarchy. <laughs> Except for Don, Dr. Anarchy is, he's a supervillain. And it's in a world where supervillains are fairly common and superheroes are fairly common. But Dr. Anarchy thinks he has this nemesis, right? And it turns out that his nemesis doesn't have a lot of respect for him. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, Phineas and Ferb,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
1: He, so it's, it, there's a Herb. lot of... of. Um, of humor in this book. It's very, very, very sarcastic. And the story is basically about one guy who is working really hard to take over the world through dedication and planning and obsession, and he builds giant robots. And um, there's also a portion in it where he finds this woman on the beach, and she's basically just a torso because she's been that all
0: very quickly. she's a,
1: she's a ninja, so she she had all her arms and legs cut off, and he's like, "Hey, I could I can work with that." So he takes her takes the torso home and Is gives her live, yeah, and gives her some new oh. arms and some new legs, and he's like, "Okay, you're my henchman now." And she's like, uh, "I've got some scores to settle." So she takes off and goes to settle some scores because she's a kick-ass
3: ninja bitch.
0: So she's basically the Knights of Knee, but like a badass. Exactly.
3: <laughs> and I was thinking Million Dollar Man. Six million dollar
1: six man. Million six million dollar. Six million, million dollar woman.
0: Oh yeah. I know nope, I went straight Knights of Knee with it.
1: The story itself, I would watch this movie. It's another one of those books where it's just made for something super fun and sarcastic movie version. Sort of mm-hmm. like um What was the name of the one with the little girl in it? Kick-Ass. This guy wrote a fun, hilarious, brain candy type. For me, it was just the best. It was like watching one of those goofy movies. It just made me feel so good. There was nothing bad or horrible, even though, of course, there was lots of killing and blood and doing some fun, super villainy things and ends up, you know, sort of saving the day. It was the kind of thing that if you want to erase twenty twenty for a little while
3: <laughs>
1: and just completely forget about anything that is reality, then pick up this book because it was so much fun. <laughs> I had a blast reading it. I probably would even read it again.
0: That's impressive, That's yeah, how crazy I feel like.
1: well, I mean it, it was it was like I said there there are very few books out there that you can read that are just pure. Fun. Mm-hmm. Pure evil fun.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I love supervillains. I think they're awesome. Um, so that's called Dr. Anarchy's Rules for World Domination by Nelson Chirita.
2: You gave it five stars. I that's did. That's like amazing. I that did give up? it
1: five stars. It was snarky, over the top. and
2: That is high praise exactly from Exactly
1: what I needed at this moment in my life. There was no politics in it. Well, no familiar politics anyway. (laughs) There was no sadness. I mean, obviously he feels a little sad because his arch nemesis doesn't respect him. But, you know,
2: the subtitle is or how I became God Emperor of Rhode Island. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'll let you I'll let you figure out how that happens by reading it yourself, (laughs) because it was so fun. It was a very, very fun almost calming read for me cool i thoroughly enjoyed it
2: that's awesome
1: i would i would love to have a shirt with doctor anarchy on
2: it <laughs> <laughs> i would wear i would wear the hell out of that shirt <laughs>
3: Oh, now we know what Martha needs for Christmas. Yep, I need a Doctor Anarchy. Do they even have Doctor Anarchy? I don't shirts?
1: know. I think we should have them though. I th- oh, I mean, you could you could make somebody would make. One. I need the author to uh, to provide me with a beautiful copy of the book and some merchandise with Doctor Anarchy on it. <laughs> he needs to get that movie made, though, man. It's a, when I was reading the Goodreads, is something about Waldo Rabbit's series of fantasy novels, which I've never read. So I need to, I need to read those novels. I don't know what those are. Full disclosure. Um, but this guy, he's, he was a good writer, too. I mean, that's the nice surprise of reading a book that's totally snarky and fun. Bonnie's looking up t shirts. <laughs>
3: They don't have any. He's trying to find me a Dr. Anarchy T-shirt. I love it. Well, now that it's been on the podcast, Nelson,
1: out there, honey, needs to make do that it. happen for me.
3: <laughs> we Christmas is coming. We need some shirt. All right.
1: I think I'm attracted to him because I'm attracted to smart, snarky men.
0: <laughs> so you
1: know, I would date Doc- Dr. Anarchy in a second. He's my kind of guy. He might even wear a bow tie on the side, Megan. You never know.
3: Could be. I it found won't. a shirt that has um that says has a Dr. Seuss fish and says "Good catch."
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because you know, with week? the
1: death of Ch- Terry Pratchett, th- there's a Pratchett-sized hole in my heart. I need some yeah. snark. <laughs> Mm. And you'll never <laughs> guess what the library has on audio, friends. Dun, dun, dun. Waldo Rabbit. It was meant to be. It totally was. I am,
2: a, I am a happy girl right now. Okay. Now, I just have to say, I'm looking up Nelson Charita, and he also has a book called 101 Pieces of Advice for Idiots, Losers, and Guys with Really Tiny Penises. Oh my god! <laughs> so I think this guy is just amazing. I wonder if he would
1: consent to being on the show.
2: I bet the guy on the cover just looks like a sad <laughs> little dude with a tiny penis.
0: He looks like a <laughs> brat <next> boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he also has a hundred one things I learned from watching Game of Thrones. Ooh. dude, this dude is. He sounds like he sounds like like our kind of people. What's his name? Nelson Charita, C H E R E T A.
1: I found his book through the library. We're like
0: all fangirling now. (laughs) So, yeah, if you want to join our Friday night call, you need to go to our Facebook group, which is Three Book Girls Book Tribe. And every week we post the link and you can hop on the Zoom call, talk books. And life and more books and just hang out with us for a couple hours on a Friday night. And and it's not just us. It's
1: not just us. It's us plus all of these other book girls from all around the country and around the world who just really love being together on a Friday night.
3: Yeah. And yep. next week is our Shadow and Bones. Oh, that's yeah. right. So if yeah. you want to join yeah. into the Shadow and Bones discussion. And that's on
1: Saturday, September 5th. 5th. What 7:00? time are we doing? 7 p.m.
0: Central
2: time. Yep. So, And we have buddy reads going on. We have Mexican Gothic. We have
0: Sparrow. Sparrow.
2: We have Midnight Sun going what, on. What? And we also have Emma in the Night by Wendy Walker going on.
1: There too. you go. So if you want to hop in and, and join a tribe of true book lovers, this is it, friends. Right do here.
0: Our, do our bibliobuddy re our biblio buddies.
2: That would be a good website dating thing. Biblio Buddy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, baby. I yeah, wanna I, I wanna, wanna riffle there. through your pages. <laughs>
3: Come, come, crawl between my sheets. Let's start a new chapter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Bring your goodness. bow tie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let me read your epilogue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> on you know, that note, that's gonna do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and join the
0: group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook.